life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing to help others? It's one of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in the U.S. And my name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope for January 18th to January 25th, 2020. And along the way, we're going to be talking about some major events going on beyond just this week, but within the transits that we're in right now, some major, major times of transition. And starting today with this quote from Martin Luther King Jr. is always pertinent. This is something that I wrote in my early 20s in this notebook that I carried everywhere. And it really stuck out to me at the time because I was pretty self-focused and self-absorbed and worrying about what to do with my life, trying to find my direction. Maybe you've been affected significantly by the lockdowns and pandemic this year, and maybe you had to change careers. Countless people have lost their jobs and lost their homes. This has been a really challenging transit in time, but it is a cycle. It will change. Things will change. But maybe you're looking for a little more direction and clarity. And for me, those words were the guiding star for a long time to focus on how can I help other people. And that really got me into service work, got me out of my own way and my own creativity. And for years, I would write music and never release it. And I was mainly focused on being a musician. Everyone knew me. I was like, that's what I do. I'm a musician. I make music. But I never put it out into the world until I finally started doing that many years into it and realizing that wasn't actually the direction I wanted to go in my life. I was kind of holding back and holding in my gifts. And I believe that we all have something to offer. It doesn't have to be being a leader or being in a big prominent role in the world, but you have something to offer as a friend, family member, teacher, student, whatever role you play in your life. There are some things, there are things that you have to offer that are needed by the world and gifts that you have to share. Astrology helps us find those gifts and see them and validate them. So it's so powerful. And that's why I'm even here doing this right now because the teachers I've had, the astrology reading I had many years ago, it really helped me understand and make sense of my life and see how I could put these things into practice. Because uh, I was just volunteering anywhere I could. Any, you know, I took all the volunteer gigs I could find and was just constantly volunteering at places to try to find what it is that I really feel uh, lights me up. And I actually just watched the Pixar movie uh, <laughs> uh, Soul. If you haven't seen that yet, it's amazing. Uh, and they talk about finding your spark in there. And then I think once you find that spark, that thing that you really lights you up, then it becomes a lot easier to focus on being of service because you know how you're helping. So for me, uh, I'm always thinking, how can I help with the astrology work I'm doing, the students I'm working with, the clients I see, and how can I be of better service and refine my skills as an astrologer, as a yoga teacher, uh, in my yoga teaching work, quiet mind yoga, and, and of course, volunteering, finding ways to serve, donate, help, give to causes that are important, and be of service. And it, it can look many different ways, but I definitely resonate with that quote of life's most urgent and persistent question is what are you doing for others. And I hope that helps give maybe just a little guidance and support for wherever you're at right now. And again, being realistic of this has been a challenging transit with Saturn and Capricorn, and it's going to be here all of 2021. 
as I've said, it's a similar kind of energy all year. Challenges, restrictions, delays, setbacks, obstacles, and significant effects to people who are older, older men, and men of color, older men of color. Is, are those are all keywords for Saturn and Capricorn. And that energy is very dominant and very much in the focus. And all things to do with government and government restrictions are very much in the focus right now. And transforming and revolutionizing those things in government and equal rights, black rights, as I've talked about this transit with Rahu and K2 is a significant transit for black rights, civil rights. And we're going to see some examples of that in today's episode. There's no big transits this week. So this is why I'm focusing more on some of the bigger picture things happening. At the end of the episode, I'm actually going to share a song from Nina Simone, which she put out in 1964. And that was just as Saturn was moving into Aquarius. So that's going to happen for us in April 2022. So in just over a year, Saturn will be moving into Aquarius. And it will be a shift of energy where some of this restrictions, this heaviness will start to lighten up. But things will come into the forefront. And we're in a time that's kind of like the 60s right now in general. The way this 2020 started, the way the 60s started, this is a, a revolutionary decade. Like by the end, we'll be in a very different country in the U.S., very different world picture, similar to what happened in the 60s. And that's with Pluto and Capricorn, as I've talked about, this, this transit of revolution the American and French revolutions happen. And we've seen that happening right now around the world. And Nina Simone, you might know her for her more sort of pop songs, more popular songs, but you might not know that she actually got really involved in protest songs in civil rights movement in the early 60s. And this song that I'll play at the end is uh, when she made that turning point. Like you can just hear the frustration and pain and just pouring out her heart in this song but it's with you know within that sort of structure and sort of template of where music was at the time so it's not as dramatic or emotional as like modern protest songs could be but you can hear that turning point that happens for her and she has mercury in aquarius and next week on monday mercury goes into aquarius so these qualities are coming to the front next week and it's, you know, it's playing out right now throughout this week as Mercury's and Saturn and it's going to go into Aquarius of people who maybe don't want to get involved in political movements and all the things happening in the world. And just, like for me personally, I made this podcast just to talk about personal astrology and like we're just going to focus on what we can control and not get too swept up into all those external things that we can't control and focus on this general principle, like MLK says, of being of service to others. How can I help other people? What can I do to be of service? But 2020 changed a lot of that. And I actually didn't totally foresee how big it would be and how much, how far reaching where everybody's affected by the government restrictions, the lockdowns, the pandemic, major, major impact on everybody. And we're seeing Mercury going into Aquarius this week. It's like everybody's having to talk about these things. These issues are unavoidable. You can't even go into a store without it being sort of an issue in at least most major city areas. Uh, uh, you know, having to sort of decide or 
follow mandates or not follow mandates. And again, I'm not trying to pick sides or say that anything is better or worse than anything else. I have my own personal beliefs, but we're looking at things astrologically and what's the cycles that are playing out. And this is a cycle of government reform and revolution. And we're seeing it in France with major protests. We're seeing it in India with the largest protest in history happening right now. Now, if you're not paying attention to that, if you're not hearing about it, that might go under the radar. But that's what's happening right now in India. Uh, we'll get into all this stuff a little more. But Nina Simone's song really captures it. She has Saturn and Capricorn in her first house. So she gets this energy. She lived it. And her Saturn rules all of her chart. The final dispositor for everything is Saturn in her chart. So all this Saturn energy happening for everyone right now globally with the pandemic and all of this, Saturn energy is really heavy. And Nina Simone actually is a perfect example of like someone who lived that and gets it. And she can express her rage and her emotions in a way that is directed and trying to make a positive change in the world by acknowledging the issues that she was living through. And maybe it feels relevant to our time as well. She even mentions the, the assassination of Dr. MLK Jr. in that song because it just happened shortly before she wrote it. So you can hear that in the music as well. And we're moving in this time where we're all being pulled to have those kind of conversations. And it's unavoidable. It's Mercury going there next week, but then especially uh, Jupiter going to Aquarius shortly after in the middle of this year. And then next year, Saturn going into Aquarius for two and a half years. So this song is kind of really captures that zeitgeist that we're in right now, where this, these issues are really top of mind for a lot of people. So as I've mentioned, this is a major transit with Rahu and Ketu going on right now. Lots of big stuff happening within that throughout history. And one of those things is massive growth and progress in the civil rights movement. And just today, in right as I'm recording this, January 18th, 2020, uh, this new program was unveiled that essentially offers free tuition, room and board, and removes barriers to students deterred by the steep cost of law school, specifically African-American students in the South, where the largest African-American population is in America. So this is an amazing program, allowing free tuition, room and board, for African-American students to go into law school and have a solid career in law. One of the best careers you can be in and uh, security and finances and everything. So this is awesome, awesome progress. And we'll keep paying attention to that, but this was pretty awesome to see that happen today. And as I mentioned in India right now, the largest protest in history, 250 million farmers are on strike. And as I talked about before, India has had significant strikes in past transits. And of course, in India, they're well aware of Vedic astrology. At least it's in the culture. Everybody's aware of that it exists. In the same way in the West, everyone knows about sun sign astrology. But it's much more prevalent in India to understand Jyotish, Vedic astrology. So there's an awareness of these cycles of time as well. And yes, this protest is happening over land disputes, essentially... 70% uh, of the land of the world is owned by 1% of the landowners. And there's a whole lot of issues happening there with this. And I've got links in the show notes if you want to learn more about these specific stories happening. And again, I try not to focus too much on external events, things that we can't control. But there is this sort of 
zeitgeist happening, this movement, energy happening of revolution and change. And I think that we can possibly make it a positive revolution. Is there a possible way that uh, we could change the tides a little bit where it's maybe we can get involved in local politics or local government or have conversations with people we disagree with and help understand each other better. And uh, uh, Nina Simone, some quotes I, I wrote down here to share. Like one of her, she talks about at this crucial time in our lives when everything is so desperate, when every day is a matter of survival, I don't think you can help but be involved. And again, she has this in her birth chart. She gets the Saturn energy, the Saturn dominant energy, and uh, this Aquarius uh, Mercury. And she has Sun and Rahu in Aquarius as well. So we're all moving into this Aquarius time. And no, it's not the age of Aquarius. That is a long ways away. But we are going to be in an Aquarius dominant time when Saturn gets there in April next year. And we're going to see the sort of uh, first hints of it now when Mercury goes into Aquarius because it's piled up. Everything's piled up in Capricorn today, right now, and this week. And then Mercury moves into Aquarius next week. And that's going to feel like a, mood, a new direction. Of course, in the U.S., that's with the president and the, uh, the, the, the whole election. There is this new direction happening. So we're going to feel that shift next week and really early next year. And then in France right now, did you know? Are you aware? It's probably not super well publicized, but thousands of people are protesting this security bill that says essentially that they can't film police officers at all. So as we've seen throughout some major events in recent history, uh, filming police officers has been really important to uh, having justice in certain cases of things that we would not see otherwise. So obviously, there's protests. And I have a, a friend, Guillaume, from France, and he talks about how, you know, in France, it's like, if, if they don't like something, they just get out in the streets and protest it. And there's always protests going on in France. Uh, if they don't like something, they let you know. And essentially, they kind of derailed this bill last year, but it's coming back. So it's they're protesting again. Uh, another thing happening, thousands of businesses are defying lockdown orders and opening their businesses trying to put food on their table, pay for their bills. And there's this thing happening right now where 70% of the population is planning to withdraw their money from the banks to destabilize the government in France. So pretty intense. And that's 46 million people uh, trying to pull out their money from the bank and destabilize the government and the central banking system. And again, as my friend from France would say, you know, they, they just do it. It's like, we don't like it. We'll let you know. So that's, you know, the kind of energy of the French Revolution, again, as I mentioned in recent episodes, if you go back and look at what happened in the French Revolution is pretty intense, really intense. I mean, they made, they invented the guillotine to, to speed up executions. I mean, that's how intense it was. So Hopefully it doesn't go that far, uh, but yes, we are in the time of revolution. It's a 19-year transit that started on December 31st, 2020, and we're just kicking it off, and we see that happening in the U.S., and again, there's a lot you can say about that. I'm not taking sides. I'm not playing politics, 
But we do see these things happening, these shifts happening in government. And I think it can be a positive revolution. We can come together. We can listen to each other. We can have conversations. We can create things that we want to create in the world. I think there's a lot of things that we all can agree on, no matter how much you might seem and feel very different from people you disagree with. I don't think there's anybody in the world who's fully in favor or in favor at all of child trafficking, right? Can we all work together and stop that, right? Can we work together and maybe do some small part in our local communities and our local governments and do something to stop that? Right? There, there's issues like this in, in the environment and, you know, things that we can do that directly impact the world. Like, is it possible that we could all uh, have some sort of compost or some way of recycling food or recycling the, at least the plastics we use or, you know, minimizing the waste that we buy and the packaging we buy and like little choices that we make and, and not buying bottled water, you know, and there's little things that add up that we can make a difference and not buying packaged things over and over again, but refilling them like soaps, for example. So it's, it's a difficult time and, you know, as Nina Simone said, you know, this crucial time in our lives when everything is so desperate, when every day is a matter of survival, and there's countless people losing their lives to suicide, drugs, there's depression, there's unemployment like never seen before. There's, there's so many intense things happening right now. And we just can't help but be involved in some way and have these conversations. But can we do it without like saying that everyone else that isn't exactly on the same page as us is a villain and needs to be censored? And of course, we see that in the U.S. where uh, countless people have been just deplatformed and censored from the Internet and then even from uh, web hosting services like the Parler app. Again, everybody gets so riled up. It's I'm not saying that... Any one side is better or worse than another, but we can see what is happening objectively. Uh, clearly, the right-wing leaning people are being silenced and censored. And you can say they're inciting riots but and violence, but there's countless examples of people in the left wing who have said literal death threats to people and literal calls to violence and anarchy and protest and and those are just still there on Twitter. So of course, you know, those things happening, it's, it's, it's clearly biased and clearly there's an agenda happening and it's doesn't matter which side you pick or what side you're on or, or whatever you feel about any of the issues, but that is happening and that is not likely to lead to good results. Like these people who are not having a voice now, they're just going to decide to change their whole opinion out of nowhere because they can't talk. So then they'll just come back and create a more liberal uh, social media presence. You know, it's, it's not a good recipe for unity and connection and understanding, right? If somebody's having a conflict with you and you just uh, walk away from them, are they going to be more angry or less angry? So of course they're going to be more angry. So if we're not hearing each other, uh, the ways that people try to be heard intensifies, of course. As MLK said, the protests are the, and the riots are the, the voice of the unheard. And we saw that throughout the summer in the U.S. And 
we're seeing that with people on the right wing now. And it likely will only intensify if there's no way for them to be heard otherwise. Again, whatever perspective you take on all of that, is looking at it objectively, it's probably not a good idea to take away any sort of uh, communication or voice from people. And, and then, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with all of that. And uh, just from a perspective of humanity, it's probably not the best choice. So hopefully that doesn't lead to more violence and outrage and protest. Uh, but it seems like it's not the best way to go about things. And hopefully we can start with communication and dialogue with people in our lives. I'm sure there's somebody you know who has a different political beliefs, different personal beliefs, life values than you do. And uh, maybe there's some way to have conversation with that and bridge that divide. Maybe not. Maybe you do your best to listen and understand. And also, as Nina Simone says, you've got to learn to leave the table when love's no longer being served. And you can be loving, compassionate, kind, understanding, forgiving, patient. Uh, but if there's no receptivity, there's no dialogue, there's no love being served at the table, essentially, it's okay to walk away. But the whole censoring and giving, taking away the voice completely, that's where it's kind of dangerous. And of course, if you read any of Orwell's books, you know where that can lead. 1984 is a good example. Uh, we're kind of living through some uh, demonstrations of that, unfortunately. So hopefully we can work together and start with our own practices course, like Mother Teresa says, if we clean up our own side of the street, the whole world would be clean. And we do our best, do our own practices, take care of ourselves so that we show up for those interactions with others. We're not bringing our baggage, our projections, our judgments, our shaming to that interaction. And instead, bringing understanding, curiosity, listening, being willing to be wrong, being willing to be embarrassed or, or to not know or, or to just listen. Right? And uh, something that always stood out in my my youth when I was growing up and we heard about the Columbine shootings. Terrible situation, of course, and the movie Bowling for Columbine came out. Maybe you saw it and remember it around that time. And they're interviewing Marilyn Manson, who those kids were influenced by. And they asked, what would you do if you got to talk to these kids? And he said, I wouldn't talk. I would listen because nobody else was listening to them. And that's why they did what they did. So hopefully people can listen to each other. We can create a world where it doesn't have to turn into people needing to use violence to be heard and get their message across. We can listen. We can understand each other. And it starts with small interactions, small relationships, and people around you and your friends. And rather than blocking people who have a difference of opinion, actually getting on a phone or FaceTime or even in person and, and talking to these people. It's, you know, it's so much that we're so isolated right now and separated that it can create more of that division. So hopefully we can create a different kind of revolution of love, connection, understanding, and it starts with our own practices, meditation, yoga, mindfulness, awareness of these cycles of time. This will all pass. Everything will pass, good and bad. And while it's here, we can choose to engage with it, be present with it, and choose ways to create more connection rather than more division. So with that said, I want to share this song from Nina Simone. She recorded live in 1964, expressing her 
feelings of the time that she was living through and this feeling of being in this, she lived with this Aquarius uh, energy, this Mercury and Aquarius energy that we're about to enter next week and what it felt like for her that she felt like she needed to talk up about what was happening, to, to speak out. And, and really it's just like an expression of her feelings. And it's so important that we express those feelings and be heard by others and give it a voice. And when she was recording this, just looking at the info about this recording, it was a mostly white audience. And she's talking about race issues happening in the early 60s, right? So we can talk to each other about difficult issues and we can talk to each other with obvious differences and seek ways to understand and be curious and listen and be heard. And she needed to be heard. And I'm grateful that this recording exists. I'm grateful to share it with you. And I hope that helps inspire some dialogue for you, some reflection, introspection, and maybe as we go through this week and this big time of transformation and revolution that we're in, again, choosing to come to all of our interactions from a place of fullness, curiosity, understanding, and listening, compassion, kindness for ourselves first, and then for each other. And then when we can't do it, when love's no longer being served at the table, yes, step away, take a break, recharge, recenter, and just interacting on social media is probably not going to lead to any sort of you know, resolution or connection. It's just not. The text-based format is not the way for humans to connect. It's so strange and disconnected from humanity. Get on the phone. Get on FaceTime. Actually talk to people. Like Show your feelings through your facial expressions, your body language. Like Let each other be heard and felt. That's what we need more than anything else right now. We don't need more talking heads. We don't need more headlines telling us what to think and feel and who's wrong, who's different. We need actual human interactions, people coming together and dialoguing and understanding each other. So thank you for listening and hope you have a great week and really make the most of this and find ways to fill your cup to do what recharges you, whether it's yoga, meditation, studying astrology, uh, music, dance, whatever that is for you, and then interact with people from that place of fullness and understanding and curiosity. You love, and of course, a couple of years ago, four little girls were killed. Alabama and at that time we got the inspiration to do this song but Dr. King's murder has left me so numb I don't know where I'm at really and of course you heard this song that was composed by Gene Taylor, especially for today. But I hope that between now and the end of the year, it'll all be together enough that we will have songs that go down in history for these wonderful, brave people no longer with us. 
Alabama's got me so upset Tennessee made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Alabama's got me so upset Lurleen Wallace has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about All in the air I can't stand the pressure much longer Somebody say a prayer Alabama has got me so upset And Memphis has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God Hound dogs on my trail Little school children sitting in jail Black cat cross my path I think every day's gonna be my last Lord have mercy on this land of mine We all gonna get it in due time Cause I don't belong here I don't belong there I've even stopped believing in prayer about do I've been there so I know you keep on saying go slow well that's just the trouble washing the windows picking the cotton nothing but rotten too damn lazy thinking's crazy Try to do my very best Stand up, be counted with all the rest Cause everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn Now you heard him He's one of you If you have been moved at all And you know my songs at all For God's sakes, join me Don't sit back there the time is too late now. Good God. You know, the king is dead. The king of love is dead. I ain't about to be nonviolent, honey. Oh. Oh. Whoa, no. Picket lines, school boycotts. They try to say it's a communist plot. But all I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. And I loved him because he believed it. He lived by it. But you lied to me all the years You told me to wash and clean my ears And talk real fine just like a lady And you stopped calling my mama Aunt Sadie 
Everybody knows about Mississippi Everybody knows about 